You're listening to Pastola Endocrine Podcast. Hello, everyone. Hopefully, you're enjoying Pastola so far. And we have a special guest with us that just gave a talk, Dr. Amrit Bangu from Children's Hospital of Orange County. Dr. Bangu, welcome. Thank you for inviting me. And I look forward to a very interesting conversation. So, Dr. Bangu, it seems like some of the things that we knew about Nunance has been changing uh, over the last few years, and especially with the genetic boom and genetic testing and such. So, can you tell us a little bit about how you approach uh, Nunance syndrome in your clinic with your expertise? So, most of the patients which we get to see in Newton syndrome, there's two categories. One is the one which have been historically part of the clinic and they've been followed for years. Uh, so those are the ones we uh, started to see in, in that special clinic. And the other subset is the ones which are referred uh, either by the primary care providers. Actually, most of the patients that we get are from the genetics clinic. Um, uh, those are the, that's the first, seems to be the first stop because of their cardiac defects, other uh, classical features of Noonan, they get referred to a geneticist and they do a mutation analysis at the time. And uh, that's how we've been getting, uh, our, most of the new patients are coming from the genetics clinic. Great. So, you know, you mentioned it was a clinical diagnosis. And I think, you know, we've, we have suspicions when a patient comes in that they have Noonan syndrome with a web neck and uh, other features. So how do you suggest that we proceed after we have that clinical suspicion before we jump to growth hormone? Um, so as you just mentioned about genetics, uh, I think it's getting relatively easy to order genetic testing now. Uh, the only, uh, the biggest hiccup is approval by the insurance companies, but these genetic panels are now available. Uh, like we discussed it during the talk, Invite has a panel uh, which is a very comprehensive panel, not only covers for uh, genes with Noonan syndrome, but also covers for other rasopathies as well. Uh, Embry Genetics also has it. Uh, Fulgen Genetics uh, also has a panel. So panels are available which uh, cover for multiple genes, but insurance approval can be a hindrance. So uh, what I would recommend is Advocacy is really important. Uh, whenever you have a patient whose genetic testing is not getting approved, please uh, pick up the phone and try to talk to the medical director and try to get it, uh, try to make a case how important this is because not only uh, the growth hormone therapy, but also for uh, cancer surveillance, it's very important to know the specific genetics. And I think we should not do it at only at the clinical level, but also at regional and national level also. There needs to be advocacy on this. I agree. Advocacy is key. And as we are finding more and more out, now you mentioned two specific side effects, one re relevant to the heart and one with the cancer risk. Um, and even what I found interesting was that within the PTPN11 mutation that we know about, there is uh, particular uh, mutations that have uh, better uh, prognosis with height, but also certain ones that have a higher risk. So it's very important that you um, know the genetics before we uh, proceed, correct? Uh, 
So let's take, um, so let's divide it up into two parts. One is the cardiac, a significant uh, uh, risk of growth hormone users with cardiac and another one with malignancy. But with malignancy, I think it's important to know is in general, uh, when you look at cancers and tumors, uh, somatic mutation on the RASMAP kinase pathway has been implicated in the majority of those mutations. You know, the numbers are like close to 40, 50% of all of them. But germline mutations seems to be behaving differently than the somatic mutations. So Nunez syndrome is an activating mutation, uh, germline mutation. So even in germline mutations, there are some mutations, uh, even in PTPN11 and some of the other genes, which are associated with increased cancer risk. Those are specifically different mutations. And there are some, some mutations which uh, only cause Noonan syndrome. And there are some mutations which cause Noonan syndrome and also increase the predisposition for malignancies. So these are very mutation specific. So not only gene involvement, but also knowing the exact mutation and looking it up uh, is also very important. Uh, on that part, I've talked to some of the European colleagues of even having some type of national, international registry with Noonan syndrome. Uh, again, this type of um, enterprise takes a lot of effort and has to be done at national, international level, but I think there is a need for that um, because I don't think anybody is going to help us with this. Our own community of endocrinologists, we, we need to come up with resources to have a registry uh, for each particular mutation. And then going on from what we know is with the KRAS, CDL, and just one particular mutation with PTPN11, they need to be seen by a hematologist. Uh, and CBCs has to be done like every three to six months in that condition. And I would refrain from using growth hormone therapy till they're five years of age because JMML risk uh, is very low after five years of age. So after that, you can start. And uh, overall, natural course of JML also resolves by itself. Um, then coming to the the cardiac phenotype. So cardiac phenotype, it seems like like most of the patients with Noonan syndrome, they have pulmonic valve stenosis, and that seems to be not an issue with growth hormone treatment. Um, but the cardiomyopathy, as we know, growth hormone can increase the muscle cardiac muscle mass and can cause more of an obstruction if there's already an obstruction to the blood flow. So they need to be seen prior to starting growth hormone therapy by a cardiologist. And just like we talked, echo needs to be done every six months to 12 months. When we just starting off, then if they are they were younger when you started, then after that you need to do echoes at least at five and 10 years of age to make sure there's not obstructive cardiomyopathy, which has gotten worse. As a new Nance expert, uh, do you have any other take-home points or suggestions to the general pediatric endocrinologist practicing? And is there a particular website, website or place you can go to see the genotype-phenotype correlations or uh, just PubMed? Um, yeah, there are no, as you know, it's some of the part of my talk today. Also, it's it was... It's a very poor, I would say overall, there's a very poor genotype-phenotype correlation as far as stature is concerned. You really have to look into yeah, the other things. So um, what my goal would be to actually dig into some of the database and to do queries 
about this specific mutation that you know we talked about uh, the the most common one the 308 maybe that will help uh, seems like it has a less severe phenotype uh, as far as stature is concerned but we have to query all these databases like answer nordinot uh, and you know the gh liquid all i'm going to request for that but uh, overall it seems like is very poor correlation with height and genotypes so far that we know maybe it will change with more uh, as we have more data on the genotype maybe, maybe this conversation will be a little different but it seems like height is correlating with their baseline height when they started off with it's correlating with their birth weight which is interesting so that is you know in a couple of studies actually showed independently better birth weight uh, correlated with better response to growth hormone therapy and how they responded to the first year of response is important but pretty much uh, long term studies short term studies have shown that by year 3 and 4 growth slows down this slows down to uh, 5 6 and even to 4 centimeters a year so i think the key point is to diagnose them with genetics at a younger age early and get them started on growth hormone therapy at a younger age because the response to growth hormone therapy will fall off after the first 2 years so only thing is the the length of treatment can determine the outcome for the final height so younger diagnosis i think is the key very good. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, that's some new insight into our understanding of Noonan syndrome. Thank you for coming all the way from California to join us here in Oklahoma. And uh, uh, you know, if uh, people have any questions, they can reach out to you uh, as a Noonan's expert in the field. And uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Dr. George, for inviting me. It was a pleasure uh, to being here and discuss this very important. Uh, topic and uh, I think my email is shared in the, the program so if anybody wants to email please feel free to do that thank you so much thank you